Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Sunday, January 16th, 2022. Hope 22 has been treating you nicely. We are now two weeks in, a little bit over two weeks into the year. What's going on? How your New Year's resolutions? All of those good things. I will admit to not journaling as much as I had planned to, so I'm still trying to to learn to build that as a habit. The office is coming together great, uh, so I look forward to showing you some of that stuff. But as we get started with the daily financial news, remember, I need you to like, subscribe, comment, be an active participant in this channel. We are going to help a million people together. In order to do that, we need the algorithms to work for us. We need more and more people to see our stuff. So like, subscribe, comment. Let's keep uh, sharing video content. So the daily financial news, which we've been doing together for over 1,000 days. It is awesome. Uh, We're going to talk about Bill Ackman. Uh, Bill Ackman is somebody I've mentioned on this channel a couple of times. He is uh, someone that uh, I have said should stop being invited to talk on CNBC and Bloomberg and all of these other talking heads. He is the gentleman who at the very beginning of this crisis talked about Hilton and other players going to zero. He created a lot of fear and panic right before that March sell-off. And lo and behold... What did you know? His portfolio was set up to profit from that, and he made a quick billion dollars from that trade. That still makes me sick. That still makes me uh, uncomfortable that you're allowed to create fear and then profit from that. But that said, he did come out this weekend. He's still invited back to all these news medias, and he is saying things like the Fed has lost credibility. The Fed needs to take action, and he had quoted as saying the Fed, if they want to get their credibility back, needs to come back with a shock and awe mentality. So what he means by that is the Fed needs to come out in March, and they need to come out swinging with a half a percent or half a basis point move. Everybody thinks they're going to do a quarter, right? A quarter point here, a quarter point there. I have told you repeatedly for at least six months that I expect the first move to be a half. They need to they need to surprise the market. They need to show they're serious. I've been saying this for a long time. I'm glad Bill Ackman has been watching the channel and he uh, he is calling for the same thing. Uh, but yeah, I I really do think the Fed and why I've been calling for half a point for quite a while now is I think they need to show the market they're serious. Uh, I think calling it shock and awe is an interesting marketing twist. So, um, yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to put it. So it looks like it's snowing in Virginia. Good morning, uh, Chris. I think that was. Uh, hope all is well. Stay warm. Uh, I don't like being cold, so uh, I'd be staying indoors for sure. Uh, next up, read some stuff from Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. Um I really didn't follow a lot of his stuff until the last year or so. I think he's a, uh, I think he's a pretty good guy, actually. I do. Uh, what got me interesting though is uh, he is saying that NFTs 
are going to be the thing of 2022. I will admit to not getting it, not understanding it. They look like digital pictures and all of that stuff. Uh, but I, there must be more to it, the whole right of ownership and all of this. Kevin O'Leary, in the article that I, re- I read, uh, spent a lot of time talking about his watch collection. Right, He is a connoisseur of watches, the rarest of the rare, the expensive of the expensive. What he says is most of the time when he's looking at expensive watches, he's trying to make sure they're real. Right, counterfeit, all this stuff, you know, not stolen, those things. And he says NFTs fixes that. So um, I don't know. There's there's more stuff, more research going on. Not my area of expertise, but I did think that was interesting. Um, right, the whole smart contract that's a part of Ethereum that I've been reading, doing some casual reading on. There there is something there. Um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was interesting to note he is a paid spokesman. For a uh, crypto exchange, FTX. Uh, again, this is, uh, it's always, when people's a paid spokesman, you're always like, hmm, what's really going on there? But anyways, uh, I asked about the Oculus headset uh, the other day, I think right around the end of Christmas. A lot of you said, got it, fun, did some stuff with my kids. I am curious. So if you've been a long time viewer of my channel, you know that I am a season ticket holder for the Golden State Warriors. I've been that since they moved to San Francisco. And apparently the NBA is offering um, courtside seats for, what is it, 200 bucks? 300 bucks. 300 bucks. 299. So I'm curious, any of you sat, quote unquote, courtside with the Oculus headset yet? If so, let me know what you think. Was it worth it? I don't know. I actually sat courtside before. It was uh, it was a very interesting way to see the game. And you you know basketball players are tall, but you just don't know how tall until they're uh, like four feet from you. It's it's pretty amazing. So, anyways, curious. Anybody done that with the Oculus headset? Curious. Uh, looks like there is a uh, Jeopardy winner, Amy Snyder uh, from Oakland, California. Looks like she just passed one point one million dollars. A viewer of this channel sent me an article that says uh, she is going to pay an estimated 51% in taxes. Can you imagine that? You make you make a million bucks. You don't even keep half. You give half of it to the government. She gives about 37% to federal, 13.3% to the state. And because she made all that money, uh, she um, also has to pay a 1% uh, um, kicker. Uh, in that. So, uh, yeah, 51% crazy. Uh, the S and P 500 forecast really will start rolling in, not this week, but the following week. Uh, every, I think the following week is the most earnings out. I think it's like 200 or 187 earnings that week, but the S and P 500 forecast, generally speaking is for 20% earnings, uh, upside, right? So they made 20% more in Q4. The question I've been asking and we have been talking about for quite a while, will Q4 prove to be the cycle peak? That is something that I have said for a while and um, we're going to see. It's also going to be interesting to see what segments. For me, it's not about the earnings. Even if the earnings are up 20, 22, 24%, it's about forward guidance. Who is painting a rosy picture? Who is being um, concerned? Who's talking inflation? Who's talking about the consumer retreating? Because again, I think Q1 is soft. Is anybody going to talk about that? So it's going to be very interesting to watch. 
while last week we had, I think, nine Fed presidents speak, we will have zero speak coming week. And that is because um, the blackout period, media blackout, because they will have their um, first Fed meeting starting January 26th. Uh, obviously, no no rate ex- no rate increases expected, but uh, expect a lot of tapering talk. Uh, looks like China GDP comes out later today. It'll be there Monday. Uh, they are expecting a very weak Q4. Uh, they're expecting 3.6% year-on-year growth, uh, 8% for the year of 2021. Uh, so very interesting uh, stuff going on. Um, China property crisis has now hit the biggest property developer. Uh, we've talked about Evergrande and their $300 billion in debt, but we always called Evergrande the second largest builder. Well, now we get to talk about the largest builder. The largest builder is Country Garden. That is the name. Uh, they employ over 200,000 people. They are involved in 3,000 housing projects. Just a massive organization. Turns out that their bonds are being priced at about 69 cents on the dollar today, so there is now expectation. Uh, It looks like they have about a billion dollars in coupons in the next 12 months, and they're sitting on $29 billion in cash. A couple of things, these are obviously off their financial statements, so their financial statements are as good as they are, right? If they're they're bad, they're bad, Uh, but lots of stuff uh, going on there. It is... um, Interesting to see that somebody who has $29 billion in cash and only about a billion dollars in coupons is selling bonds at a discount. This just tells you, folks, again, they're not, they're not showing us this, but they are showing us that buyers have disappeared. I keep telling you the Chinese property developers are once again highlighting the importance of the third financial statement. Everybody talks about their balance sheet. Oh, I'm worth a million too. Oh, I'm worth five million bucks. Or their income statement. Hey, I earn a million bucks a year or this or that. Folks, those two statements are trash, irrelevant if your cash flow is not right. If your cash flow statement sucks, you could be worth $10 billion and be dead in 90 days. Ask Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey had $4 million in property, right? Or no, he had four, yeah, $4 million in property, $3 $3 million in net worth. He was worth a million bucks. His cash flow went poof. He was bankrupt, even though he was a millionaire. Dave Ramsey lost in real estate because he had cash flow problems and his debt reset every 90 days. That is a real world example that your cash flow statement is the most important and nobody talks about it. It is so funny. Next up, China prices on housing continues to fall. This is now the fourth month in a row. And folks, I think it is comical how these numbers are reported. Uh, They are down less than 1%. Again, that can't be right. Uh, One of the things is because they are not including incentives. Think about it this way. Hey, come buy this house. We'll give you a car. I don't know if the car is worth, I don't know, 30 grand. What they're reporting is the housing price, not including the car. This is very similar to uh, rentals back in 2006. For example, that was the worst year to be a landlord. I've said that many times. I could get a thousand month for rent, but I had to give away a month free or half deposit. So we were keeping the rent at the same level, but having to do giveaways. And that's obviously because 
non-qualified people were buying property and then ultimately they lost it. But this is just a, it's a shell game going on. So uh, then next up, we got two more topics. One, uh, the bond market, the treasury market. It is about to go through an event that we have never seen. And it's, it's rare to say that in a economy and a financial system as long and as complicated as ours. But here's the deal. The Treasury or the Fed was the largest buyer of Treasury since March of 2020. They have accumulated an estimate of $3.1 trillion in Treasuries. They are now buying half as much or soon to be half as much and ultimately buying zero and then ultimately becoming the biggest seller. Folks, if you don't know how the bond market works, it is kind of a little to lots of folks. But here's the deal. What is going to happen is the uh, treasure, the Fed is going to start to sell. If they do not find buyers, they're going to have to lower the price, which will impact the rate and send it up. One of the reasons we had lifetime low rates, one of the reasons I went and got all the 30-year debt I could is because rates were artificially low because we had this big bad buyer. Now with the big bad buyer disappearing and becoming a big bad seller, we're going to find out the true market rate. And I'm guessing the 10-year treasury is not going to stay at 1.8. It is going up and up and up. So very interesting stuff. And then lastly, President Biden, I think, needs a win. Boy, did he have a bad week. He's had a pretty bad year. But I would tell him, if I was one of his advisors, I would tell him we, they need a win. I think the easiest win to get today is a bipartisan vote eliminating Congress from buying stocks. I can't believe this is even a discussion. The fact that congressmen like Nancy Pelosi can buy stock in front run and only suffer a $200 fine is not cool. Not cool. So if you really want to get a win and stand in a podium and give a speech about doing something, Make it illegal for senators and House of Representatives and the like to trade stock. They should not be able to take their information, their insider information, and front run. What Nancy Pelosi has done for years, there are indexes built around her trading patterns. The fact that that is allowed is disgusting. And Nancy, I am sorry, it is not a free market when you can take your information that no one else has and trade on that. Not cool. So I don't expect uh, the administration to listen. I expect them to do whatever they're going to do. But uh, yeah, if I was uh, trying to help uh, our president have a win, because uh, he's had a bad year, hasn't he? Oh, bad year. Uh, he, need, he needs to get something that both sides can vote on. And I think that is, frankly, a layup. But there we go. Today is Sunday. We are introducing a brand new expert to the channel at 8 a.m., uh, Laura Morby and Pace Morby, if you don't know, are expecting a child here in just a couple of short weeks. So they are off uh, getting ready for that. But I have found another expert, somebody who's been on the channel several times. But now we're going to be talking to him every Sunday at 8 a.m. That will be great. I have a surprise guest at 9. And then uh, we're going to be talking about uh, my stock trading at 10 o'clock as I try to learn technical trading. Something new and fun for me I've never done. So come along with me and see how I'm doing. Right now, not so well, but I'm learning and it's fun. 
Have a wonderful day. Remember, we're going to help a million people. Like, subscribe, comment, send me articles. Uh, again, thank you for that article on our Jeopardy winner. I appreciate it. I included it in the, uh, in the show. So take care. Have fun. Bye-bye.